One of the earliest science fiction books was written in the 1600s by a duchess. Meet Lady Margaret Cavendish. An audible first story from Atlas Obscura by Natalie Zarelli. No one could get into a philosophical argument with Lady Margaret Cavendish, Duchess of Newcastle-upon-Tyne, and walk away unchanged. Born in 1623, Cavendish was an outspoken aristocrat who traveled in circles of scientific thinkers and broke ground on proto-feminism, natural philosophy, the 17th-century term for science, and social politics. In her lifetime, she published 20 books. But amid her poetry and essays, she also published one of the earliest examples of science fiction, in 1666. She named it The Description of a New World Called The Blazing World. In the story, a woman is kidnapped by a lovesick merchant sailor and forced to join him at sea. After a windstorm sends the ship north and kills the men, the woman walks through a portal at the North Pole into a new world, one with stars so bright midnight could be mistaken for midday. A parallel universe where creatures are sentient, and worm men, ape men, fish men, bird men, and lice men populate the planet. They speak one language, they worship one god, and they have no wars. She becomes their empress, and with her otherworldly subjects, she explores natural wonders and questions their observations using science. And Cavendish starts it all by addressing the women in the audience. To all noble and worthy ladies, she begins, and lets us know about the strange trip in store for them. The first part is romantical, the second part philosophical, and the third part is merely fancy, or, as I may call it, fantastical. And if, noble ladies, you should chance to take pleasure in reading these fancies, I shall account myself a happy creatoress. If not, I must be content to live a melancholy life in my own world, which I cannot call a poor world, if poverty be only want of gold and jewels, for there is more gold in it than all the chemists ever made, or, as I verily believe, will ever be able to make. But when Cavendish put her pen to paper, she didn't just aim to tell a fun story. She wanted to question popular theories about science. In the 17th century, scientists began asking new questions about how the natural world worked, using the slide rule, telescope, and microscope. Researchers dissected animals, interested in understanding their many parts. They also began to question the role of spirits and God. Cavendish was fascinated by all of it. English professor Anne M. Thell writes that Cavendish understands that fiction better accommodates speculation and imagination, and just like all good sci-fi, she uses her imaginative world to flesh out ideas about politics, mock and muse on scientific theories, and weave it all into a poetic landscape. In Cavendish's literary world, souls can inhabit different bodies, men can't comprehend God, and souls are genderless, traveling as thoughts on vehicles of the wind. Growing up during the English Civil War, Cavendish had an unusual upbringing for a woman in the 17th century. Described as a shy child, she lived for years with other royals in exile. But upon her return to England as a duchess, she gained entry to a scientific world that most women of her time could not access. Her husband, who was also involved in natural philosophy, supported her interests and connected her with Thomas Hobbes, Robert Boyle, and René Descartes. Cavendish was recognized as the first female natural philosopher, or scientist, of her time. She was also the first woman to be invited to observe experiments at the new British Royal Society, a forum for scientists, in light of her contributions to natural philosophy in her poems and plays. Unfortunately, she was the last woman for over a century. A ban on women was soon instituted, lasting until 1945.
Despite her shyness and melancholic episodes, Cavendish challenged society's view of women, which made her subject to ridicule. She wore her own inventive style of dress and was seen as too outspoken and bawdy for a true lady. She not only believed in animal rights, she criticized values of her society, including its obsession with constant technological advancement. This, among other beliefs, earned her the nickname Mad Madge. But none of that discouraged her from participating in natural philosophy. She wrote volumes, sending them to contemporaries in her field without shame. In The Blazing World, written six years after the British Royal Society formed, Cavendish's protagonists question popular beliefs about the universe and use reason to examine scientific theories. The two main characters are both women, known as the Empress and the Duchess. Change some of the wording around, and the blazing world resembles a modern science fiction story. While the Empress enters a portal in the book, today's sci-fi tales...